Hello, hello, I'm Lise Marie, and welcome to the Macro Coach Pro Podcast. Over the last seven years, I've scaled my macro coaching business to transform hundreds of women's lives with a balanced lifestyle approach to health and fitness. And now I'm helping online coaches like you do the same. I'll be sharing my secrets and industry-leading strategies with you. Whether you're on a personal fitness journey or looking to get epic results for your clients, the Macro Coach Pro podcast is for you. Let's dive in. Welcome back to the podcast. Today's episode is for my macro coaches out there. Super excited to make another episode geared towards all of you online who are coaching clients either through nutrition, training, or both. Uh, This will be super helpful and kind of create more confidence in your protocols and in your programming and in your check-ins. And if you are a, you know, fitness client listening. Awesome. So glad you're here. But this episode is really for my online uh, coaches. So today we are talking all things weight loss resistance, adherence, protocols, like basically like what the heck to do if we feel like our client isn't progressing and we really don't know where to troubleshoot. We don't know if it's like are our clients really not just adhering? Have we not given it enough time? Do we need to adjust protocols? Or is there something deeper going on that's causing this weight loss resistance? And so today we're going to go over a protocol um, adjustment uh, checklist almost that I've created uh, for my own coaching practices and for my assistant coach to really help like clearly identify if our program is working, if we, you know, are needing to make adjustments and and really when not to make those adjustments too. Um, So this protocol will help you feel really confident in when to make changes, when to not, when to give it more time. And then, you know, when we really need to start looking at things a little bit deeper. So with the term weight loss resistance, what I mean by that is, you know, there are clients who are simply not going to lose weight no matter how adherent they are because they have some hormonal imbalances going on or maybe there's some insulin resistance or maybe they've just been chronically dieting. And so no matter how, you know, perfectly they follow a healthy amount of calories for, you know, being in a deficit, like their, their metabolism is just super downregulated. And, you know, if, if they're really only used to eating like a thousand calories a day, there's no, there's just no way you should go lower than that to help them get the weight off. Or, you know, maybe there, it, we need to work on being in a health phase for a few months or even longer than that to really optimize, um, their, their hormones and their blood work uh, before we can appropriately enter a a deficit or even see results with that because you know we know that so many important things are part of this puzzle of being able to lose weight especially when it comes to you know really happy hormonal health and making sure that you know, for example, like our thyroid is is working appropriately and that we don't have any cortisol issues and that, you know, our adrenal sufficiency is really on point. And so, you know, there there is this beautiful balance between a, 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 hor- a happy hormone um, approach and just this idea of calories in, calories out 
because the two work really beautifully together. So, um, you know, I am a full on macro tracking coach. I, I, you know, I have, you know, training in functional nutrition. I know how to read labs and optimize them. But for a lot of my, you know, early coaching years, I did not. And I always wondered, like, you know, is there something deeper going on? Like, how do I make sure that my protocols are working and I don't need to like refer this out or, you know, have clients work on more of their functional health before, you know, just trying to have them lose weight. So um, a lot of my clients now, you know, we, we get blood work just to, to make sure that all things are, are good before we even enter a deficit. But I am fully confident that with, you know, the things that we're going to talk about in today's episode, you will have a very clear understanding, like, is this an adherence thing? Is this a protocol thing? Or is this a hormonal thing? So let's kind of dive into really what I mean by adherence and really giving your client time to have your protocols work. So I kind of created this adjustment protocol. Um, like I said, for, you know, myself and my assistant coach. So her and I are on the same page of like when we really should be making adjustments for clients. Um, And this is actually a a acronym. So I call it the ADJUST method. Um, So the A in ADJUST stands for accurate data. The D in ADJUST stands for did they meet their protocols. The J stands for justifiable decisions, which we'll talk about. The U in adjust stands for underlying uh, circumstances. The S in adjust stands for scanning for biofeedback. And the T stands for tracking progress effectively and comprehensively. So this is kind of a checklist of things that we should be making sure are being met before we adjust protocols or assume that our client just has, you know, hormonal things going on and we shouldn't even try to to diet them. So the the first part of this adjustment protocol is the A and adjust, which stands for accurate data. So we want to make sure as coaches that the data that we're using to make decisions and the data that we're using to come to certain conclusions is actually actually accurate. So part of this is is on your client and helping them provide you that accurate data because as an online coach, you know, we're not with them. We're we're not, you know, in person with them. And so we really need to set up systems to collect data and collect it accurately to be able to make evidence-based decisions. So for example, you know, we want to make sure that we are reviewing you know, weekly weigh-ins from our clients versus just random, you know, weigh-ins from, you know, one day. I like to have my clients weigh in every day and take those weekly averages because there are so many things that cause our, our weight to fluctuate. And so if we're only going off of kind of random points throughout the week, we're, we're really not seeing the big picture. So if you feel like there's something going on or you feel like your, your client is maybe plateauing or stalling, have them weigh in every day for seven to 14 days just to see how it is fluctuating. And then you and your client can have a discussion about, do we continue to do that? Do we maybe weigh in three to four times a week? Um, And stuff like that if you do use the scale as a measurement of progress. We also want to make sure that our clients are tracking their food accurately so we can kind of rule out any sort of 
you know, tracking errors because there is a chance that maybe your client is tracking their food, but maybe they're not tracking it accurately. And so they think they're eating within a certain calorie amount and they're actually not. So, you know, making sure you kind of rule out any sort of tracking inaccuracies and asking your client probing questions, reviewing their food, their, their food diary and making sure that there is you know, everything is just super tight. So we can rule out like, okay, this isn't like a tracking issue. This is actually like, you know, a a quantity of calories issue or something like that. So making sure you are reviewing accurate data is really, really an important piece of the puzzle. Once we've kind of ruled that out, right, and we have all the accurate data we need, then we go to the next part of the adjustment Uh, protocol, which is the D in adjust, which is did they meet protocols, right? Like now that you have the data, you have their food log, you have their pictures, you know, you have their check-in forms, like are they, are they actually doing what they need to do? And by meeting protocols, I mean, are they meeting protocols with at least 90% consistency for at least two to four weeks, ideally three to four we want to make sure that we are giving the body plenty of consistent time to see how it is responding before making, you know, unnecessary changes. And knowing that, you know, one week of a client stalling doesn't constitute lowering their calories or thinking that they're plateauing or if they don't lose weight for 2 weeks you're like, "Oh, we got to get labs. Your your thyroid must be, you know, messed up." Like we really don't want to do that. And making sure we're educating our client on that to make sure that they know like, hey, I I really need to be consistent. Again, 90%, we're not asking for 100, but I really need to be really consistent for weeks in a row to make sure that we're actually seeing how the body is responding. Because just like one week off track isn't going to make or break you, one week on track is also not going to, you know, automatically cause you to get to your goal weight. So, you know, really having a system within your coaching container that says, okay, you know, are my clients getting in 90% of their workouts? Are they hitting their steps 90% of the time? Are they hitting their macros with 90% accuracy and consistency? And, you know, there are wonderful apps out there like Trainerize and MyFitnessPal and Chronometer and different habit tracking apps that will allow you to, to really see are they meeting at 90%? And so you're not kind of guessing like, oh, I I, I think they did. I, I don't know. Um, so again, going back to that accurate data piece, looking at your data and, and making sure it does have that 90% consistency for, you know, really three to four weeks. But, you know, even two is great if you can, you know, get a, a client to, you know, really, really track their food tight for two weeks to see how they're responding to to the calories or or to the different protocols, things like that. So once we have that accurate data, we've seen that they've met the protocols with 90% consistency, we go ahead and go to the J um, in the adjust method, which stands for justifiable decisions. So for any adjustment that you want to make, we need to make sure that we can actually explain why we are making this change and why this change would actually work. If we don't know why, you know, a certain change in their their protocols would work, like we, we need to not do that. So we should not be copying protocols from, you know, 
random things we hear on the internet or if we see another coach doing something cool thinking it'll work for our clients or you know assuming that if something worked for us it's automatically going to work for your client we need to make sure that we can justify any sort of decision that we're making and that's where you need to lean on either your mentor or your past certifications or you know really up level your your you know evidence-based decision making to make sure that you you can justify and you're not just like hoping things will work and and kind of going into things blind so making sure that you feel really confident in that and then we can go to the next part of the adjustment method which is the you in adjust which is underlying issues or any sort of extenuating circumstances so I like to make sure that our that my clients are really consistent for those three to four weeks, like in a row, because there are these kind of weeks that I call wash weeks, because these are weeks where it's not like our clients are falling off track, but there were extenuating circumstances, whether a client was on their menstrual cycle, a client may have been traveling, a client may have had to like estimate a lot of their portion sizes because they were on a trip or something maybe they were sick or injured and so you know really creating part of your check-in process is is really making sure that you have a full idea in context of your client's week because you know maybe they they've been with you for five weeks and they haven't been you know making progress And so you're like, okay, that's a long time. Like they should be seeing weight loss. But if you actually go back and look at it, okay, the first week they were still getting used to their macros. And so like they didn't really hit it that well. Second week they were out of town. Third week they were sick. Fourth week they were on their period, right? So you really only have, you know, you've had all these kind of wash weeks. And so we want to make sure that we are acknowledging the fact that yes, maybe a client hasn't been losing weight as quickly or hasn't been making progress, but how many weeks have they actually not had underlying circumstances going on where it's, you know, it's not considered this wash week. So, you know, make sure whatever decisions you're making are again, justifiable and that the data and weeks, you know, reviewing of protocols, there, there aren't all these underlying things happening. So again, we had accurate data then we said, okay, did they meet their protocols? Then we said, are there underlying circumstances? Then, you know, based on our decisions, is are these de- decisions justifiable? And then the S in adjust in in this adjust acronym stands for scanning of biofeedback and kind of looking for any red flags. So before I make any changes to my clients' protocols, I make sure that their biofeedback is looking healthy. So, you know, overall health should always come first and biofeedback should be unquestionably healthy before we make changes. So if your client is not losing weight and you look at their biofeedback and they are a stress cadet, they aren't sleeping, they have really bad digestion, they're not getting any fiber in, they're, you know, they, they're super dehydrated, maybe they're on their menstrual cycle, like all these things are happening. We need to get the biofeedback positive before we, we make any sort of adjustments because 
I pretty much guarantee you if a client is stalling and even if they're hitting their macros really well, when they're not sleeping and they're stressed out, that's going to affect the weight loss. And so we need to make sure we are addressing biofeedback, making sure it's positive before we make those changes. So, you know, each week you can say to your client, okay, great, you know, we didn't really lose that much weight this week, but I see you're super stressed out, or I see that we're really not sleeping well, and educate them on why that's an important piece of the puzzle and how lack of sleep and high stress and all these things can hinder our, our progress and, and cause us to be a little bit more resistant to losing weight and get those things in check and then see, okay, is it working, right? And now that you've had three to four weeks of really good sleep, three to four weeks of stress management, three to four weeks of way better digestion, you know, are we then still not losing weight? Um, and so always scanning for biofeedback and making biofeedback a really, really important part of your check-in process and asking your clients the right questions to give you the right information to make sure that that biofeedback is on point because we should not assume that a client has any hormonal issues or assume that our clients need to just have, you know, lowered calories or more steps or whatever if their biofeedback just sucks and like we need to improve that. Um, then the last part of this adjustment protocol is the T in adjust, which is, you know, standing for tracking progress effectively, correctly, and comprehensively. So it is your job as a coach to take all of this information, right? The accurate data, the protocols you have in place, the evidence that, you know, any change would be justifiable and is evidence-based, you taking into consideration their, you know, extenuating circumstances or any underlying issues, you looking at their biofeedback and looking at a big picture. As a coach, we really need to make sure we are looking and making decisions and tracking progress to look for trends. So while week to week is really important to look at, to set goals and to improve improve certain things, you know, we always want to be making sure that we say, okay, big picture, is this client trending down in their weight loss journey? Is this client, you know, overall meeting their protocols and, you know, looking at their progress trajectory versus like one week, one small snapshot in time and making sure that we are making decisions and changes, not based off one bad week, but an overall picture and how the client is trending overall. Because I know it may seem really easy, you know, if a client is overweight or, you know, had a really bad week, you know, you, you just want to fix it, right? But sometimes the best thing to do is, is say, okay, we just need to get back on track. And an overall big picture, you know, we know as coaches, one bad week doesn't make or break us. And so we should not be responding or freaking out if a client, you know, has a bad week. Or even if they have a good week, right? If if overall they're trending still to where they need a where they're maybe plateauing or not making progress, it's your job as a coach to make that decision of, okay, yeah, we had a good week, but like we're still not, you know, trending in the right direction or we're still seeing this lack of 
or all these red flags in the biofeedback. And so again, it's your job to consider all the previous weeks, consider, you know, trends of the month or the quarter and kind of zoom out of the week to make sure that you're getting a whole picture of your client. And so when you have this checklist of, you know, checking off all these things and saying, okay, you know, I have accurate data. The protocols have been met for four weeks. I have, you know, an evidence-based reason why certain changes would work. And I'm not making these changes if I have, you know, red flags for biofeedback or there's been these wash weeks. And I have a good amount of data to see that this client is trending in the wrong direction you know, then I can make decisions. And so, you know, use this checklist to kind of audit and make sure that you are meeting all this criteria of this adjustment protocol before you make changes, you know, to your client's program. And so let's say you do have all this, right? Like there's there's accurate data for you to review, the protocols have been met, there haven't been, you know, underlying issues, biofeedback looks positive, you see the clients kind of trending in the wrong direction. And there's a justifiable reason as to why, you know, the the client would need a change. Well, then we we make protocol adjustments, right? And again, we want to make these adjustments before we just assume that this client has something you know, deeper going on. Because normally if, you know, the client does have a hormonal imbalance or something going on, like the biofeedback will tell you that. But if in general, right, the client has really good biofeedback, it could just be something simple as, okay, we need to titrate calories down a little bit because we know that the metabolism can adapt or maybe activity needs to be adjusted up, right? Maybe we can easily get some more movement on the scale by increasing steps by, you know, 800 to 1000 steps per day. Or maybe this client really just needs like a deload week. And, you know, maybe I'm scanning for biofeedback and I see poor recovery. And, you know, maybe that's my justifiable reason of why we need a deload week because this client isn't recovering as well which is impacting you know their training and their ability to push and progressive overload and hitting their steps or whatever it is and so you know you make a decision to have a deload or maybe you look at the trends right and you see okay this client has been on a diet for eight to ten weeks and maybe they are kind of stalling. Maybe we need to do a refeed. Maybe maybe it's time for that. And so, you know, looking at everything in big picture to help you make those decisions and then kind of going back to square one, right? You make these protocol tweaks, you implement these things, and then you, you have to wait again, you know, to see, okay, you know, can the client meet these new protocols with 90% consistency for two to four weeks, ideally three to four, but you know, giving a chance for those new protocols to work and have the body respond. And again, you know, not freaking out if you lower your client's calories or you up their up their steps and you know, maybe after seven days or the first week, they're still kind of the same. Like that's okay. You know, it it's your job as a coach to be patient, right? And be objective and not react so quickly and make sure that you are using this adjustment protocol to to make those decisions and make sure that we 
one can explain why these changes would work and we're not just randomly changing protocols without having any evidence to back them up or data to support those decisions. And so, you know, if you adjust the protocols and you wait and and you see again that this client, you know, maybe still isn't, you know, making the progress that you want and maybe all these things are happening, then yes, you know, there there will come a point where you need to say, okay, like I have the data, we've made adjustments to protocols, we, you know, there there haven't been any extenuating circumstances. Like I've seen the trends, like there is something going on with this client. You know, maybe we need to get some labs done and and check the, you know, internal health status of this client to make sure. And, you know, I think it's good to get labs done or review labs if clients have gotten their blood work done through, you know, like their annual exam. Or, you know, some coaches even have clients do labs before even dieting them, um, which is totally fine. But, you know, it's, we want to make sure that we're not just having clients, you know, get all these labs and pay for all these things if it's really just like an adherence issue or if it's really like they just need to be more consistent. And so this adjustment protocol will allow you to make sure that those things are being met before you just assume that, you know, the client has all these deeper seated issues going on and, you know, referring them out or, or trying to tackle it on your own. Um, but, you know, if you if you do meet the the criteria for this and your client still isn't making progress, I am linking a really, really nice uh, weight loss panel that your clients can request in the show notes. Um, and so that is a great kind of lab uh panel to start with to to see if there's anything going on with your clients. Um, It tests, you know, cortisol and sex hormones and thyroid health and, you know, all the all the kind of main markers of, you know, what what might be going on to just have somewhere to start with your clients if you think there is some weight loss resistance going on, because it, it, it very likely could be. And I think as coaches, it's, you know, we always want to make sure we're doing right by our clients and making sure that we are getting them results. And it can be hard, but part of your job as a coach is to take all these things into consideration, right? Taking what you know about physiology, taking what you know about, you know, that particular client and using your past experience and and blending these all together because the we don't work in silos, right? Nothing is black and white. Everything is so individualized. So, you know, if you know, like from a physiological standpoint that, you know, something is off, but maybe from past experience, you've seen, you know, other things happen or, you know, this client has a unique situation, like all of those points are really valid. And so, you know, I think it's, really what makes a great coach is being able to take like the science aspect of it and the, the human aspect of it and your past experience as a coach and just like what, you know, and from, you know, real life application and anecdotal evidence to make decisions and, you know, make sure that we are looking at things big picture and zooming out to make sure that we aren't, you know, just assuming that it's a, you know, 
hormone issue or assuming that it's like, oh, my client just needs to be more adherent when maybe it is a hormonal issue. So use this adjustment, you know, protocol as your checklist to really make sure that you are crossing all your T's and dotting all your I's uh, before you, you know, make adjustments so you can feel really confident and like, okay, I've done my due diligence. So, you know, I, I feel good about making these changes and I know when I might need to refer out because I have the data to support that. And I, I know that there's no, you know, underlying issues and I've already assessed their biofeedback and things like that. Because even as a coach, even if you don't know how to read a lab panel or even if you don't understand anything about, you know, insulin resistance or metabolic syndrome or high cortisol, it really all you know, you can do a lot with just helping your clients improve their biofeedback and make small lifestyle changes and, and improve food quality. And you can really work with them on those low hanging fruits and be that partner with their physician or their functional nutritionist or, you know, someone else and, and help them with their protocols that they're also getting from, you know, maybe their doctor or someone else. So just because someone has you know, not really optimized hormonal health does not mean you have to like stop working with them. There's so much you can do. So take notes. If you have to listen to this again, go for it. Um, remember the, the acronym ADJUST and that will help you make sure that you are, you know, checking off all the things that you need to do before adjusting your client's protocols or assuming that you need to, to run labs or anything like that. So thank you all for tuning in. I hope this was helpful and I'll catch you all on the next episode. Congrats on finishing an episode of the Macro Coach Pro podcast. If you learned something new, share and tag me on Instagram. And don't forget to join the Macro Coach community on Facebook. You can click the link in the show notes. Until next time, bye friends.